Hello and welcome to Connected, the business post technology podcast brought in association with Dell Technologies Ireland. I'm Emmett Ryan and we are back once again with the ill behaviour. Oh, not too ill behaviour, we're all behaving very well because we got to observe all the various things we got to observe. But we hope as we get closer and closer to the festive time, y'all are having a good time. Or if you're like me and celebrate Festivus, then it is very grievous. But someone who I don't consider to be grievous at all is my guest today. She is the Director of Knowledge Transfer Ireland. Alison Campbell, welcome to Connected. Welcome, oh, thanks Emmett. It's great to be here and lovely to be talking to you. Great to be chatting to you and uh, obviously we're going to talk a bit about what KTI does and uh, assorted things and yes we will mention the awful awful thing that is 2020 uh, but you know it's been a, it's been an interesting old old year for everybody but I suppose before we get into that I have a thing I like to do with a lot of my guests most of them in fact and that is I don't get them to explain to me what they do and what their organization does. I get them to explain it to my dad who's 86 and who I don't let near a computer because it helps me on sanity but so for for dad Emmett uh, Larry as he's actually known what is Knowledge Transfer Ireland? Okay well I am going to start by telling you what Knowledge Transfer Ireland helps so we actually help the process in Ireland of getting great ideas and good expertise out and used by companies and that means that those companies can begin to innovate or can continue innovating. What does innovating mean, you might ask? It's a very much used word. That actually means making some significant changes that really give them a competitive advantage. And so by tapping into the research and the expertise that sits within the third level sector um, in Ireland, what it means is they can make some great strides forward that perhaps they couldn't have done very easily on their own. And that, in turn, means that not only are they competitive, we see returns to the economy and importantly, and maybe I'll tell you about those later, some fantastic returns out to society. Our job is to just make that process simpler. Oh, we'll definitely get to those returns to society, don't you worry. But uh, if I'm correct, you actually brought KTI to Ireland, isn't that right? Yeah, so the the idea for this sort of central national office was was something that came out from the government department and and a number of task forces. And um, I joined in order to create the office. I've had a background myself in what we call research commercialization, helping companies innovate, working with universities, etc. And it was just such a lovely opportunity to be able to apply some of those skills and to really try to make a difference um, in a country that's just packed with talent. And so, you know, it's been an interesting year, I'd say, for y'all. We're not talking about COVID just yet, but one of the things y'all do at KGI is your research. And you have your annual knowledge transfer survey, which really has this wonderful foreboding sound to it, the annual knowledge transfer survey. Oh, my goodness, what's going on there? But uh, so tell us a bit about sort of what that involves and what you found in it. Absolutely. So I think the thing to say is knowledge transfer is a term that we tend to use for the idea of getting research and expertise out and and into use from from third level. And so what we do is we take a look across the system throughout the country and and see what the performance is like, see where the achievements have been made. So we've got six years worth of data and we've got some lovely case studies that go with it as well. And, And overall, what they're showing is we've built a really nice system here where new ideas ideas are getting out there and new technologies are being used and that's incredibly helpful for for companies Um, and we're seeing some real life examples of that that you can hug which is great that you can hug 
a huggable example. I would like a huggable example, yes. Something that you can you can get your arms around. Um, so, you know, where we see things happen, where we see new products that are making people's lives different or where we see companies that are employing lots of people in the regions. I mean, that's, that's both huggable in terms of you can get your arms around it. And actually, it gives all of us a nice hug too. I suppose so. Like, we all, we all need our virtual hugs right now, like that kid Adam, uh, because, uh, you know, we, we can't really hug much at the moment. But I suppose you mentioned there's a, a, a lot of huggable opportunities. Well, I'm looking at some data here from y'all that you sent me before all this. 2,168 active research collaborations at year end in 2019. So in terms of sort of the types of things that involves, give some practical examples of what we're talking about when we, we're describing that many kinds of research collaborations, because I'm guessing there's a real sprawl there spread there even a sprawl yeah no there there is there is a really big spread and you know what i mean those 2000 are the ones that were actually ongoing at the end of the year when we took a snapshot in time there were loads more that happened during the year that that might have finished during the year And, and they are anything from short pieces of work where um, say somebody in a university or an institute of technology is, is helping a company solve a problem very practically. Some of them are much longer pieces of work that might have been going on for, oh, you know, six months, a year, maybe two years even, that are really looking at perhaps some some more fundamental questions um, that, that companies might have that they can really help solve by working with researchers. So there's really something for everybody there and spanning all kinds of different um, sectors. Now, normally when I got a problem, I just give our producer, Jacko Kennedy, a call and say, fix it because I have no idea what I'm doing. But I'm more curious as to the practical case of why people give you a call or when you give a call or literally how you get involved. So tell us a bit about how KTI gets involved in basically enabling these collaborations. Well, you know, that's that's such a good question. And one of the things that can be quite daunting, I think, if a company is not particularly used to working with researchers and, and those kinds of institutes is, where do I start and what's it going to be like when I get there? So one of our jobs is to help them find really quickly where some of that expertise might be throughout the country in all of our third level institutes. And um, some of it's actually then providing them with some just basic guides that say, this is what you might expect. Here's, here's the kind of framework that you might need to be working underneath. And we even provide things like model agreements, which are just what you could expect in terms of a contract that just makes the process of really engaging easy, quick, and just really get some. One of the things that we really have to do as well is help companies get to and talk to the right people. So if they can say, identify an opportunity that, that they want to pursue, let's say in Tralee, and they, they didn't know about that before, then we get them in touch with the right person that they can pick up the phone to, or perhaps even have a Zoom call with, um, and fairly swiftly find out whether or not there's some somebody there who can help them and that does lead us sadly sadly and i know the listeners are the most tolerant people going the culture connector are great but i got to bring up COVID 19 because i'm guessing enabling those collaborations has been a bit different in 2020 compared to most years yeah, it's been fantastic. Oh, okay. That's great. Really, I mean, it, it, it's so interesting. I, I could talk for ages, um, but I won't on the topic. Uh, go what on. we've actually seen is we've seen a lot of collaborations just continuing. We've seen quite a few companies who are really looking to work with the third level because they're realizing that to get ahead um, or even to stay in the game, they're going to have to do this innovation business. So they're actually seem to be turning more and more to working with third level. I was hearing some 
something quite recently about um, one of our institutes that's based regionally. Uh, and they were telling us that their, their reach is so much greater now and companies from outside of the region are approaching them because they have some particular skills and expertise at that institute. So there's, there's, I think there's a good look now within the country you know, by companies that who's there and who can help me and who can help make a, a difference to me. So at the moment, it's actually looking quite good. And of course, we've just seen some fabulous responses from the people on the ground in the universities and the institutes who have just been so quick to respond um, and wanting to, to get engaged, which is just great. Now, for most people, phrases like it's great and it's actually looking quite good haven't been too common this year. For me, they've been limited entirely when I'm in my kitchen, to be honest. So what, what, why do you reckon it's been so, I suppose, positive for, for what you're doing? Because most people aren't exactly, you know, going, ah, it's great. Like we're doing the usual uh, getting through it, you know yourself, phrases like that. We're all saying you know yourself quite a lot, in fact. So why do you reckon it's been so easy, well, not easy, but so positive for KTI? I think it's been positive because there's actually people have been building on building on platforms of funding for research of great wealth of expertise and we've done a lot collectively uh, within the country to really raise that kind of a profile so a lot of companies know that in the third level there is a resource for them and in difficult times you know one of the ways to get yourself out of that is to innovate your way out of it. And many companies um, do realize that. That's why it's been positive. It's not all good news. There's some downsides. So, so for example, for certain disciplines, it's been very hard to get into laboratory facilities to be able to do the work. So that will, will have gone a little bit slower. But in other disciplines, it's been absolutely fine because you can do it remotely or the research has been related to COVID kinds of areas, in which case there's been special dispensations to go in and, and use the lab. So this year it's good. I think the issue becomes what happens next year. Okay. And well, what do you reckon happens next year? Well, next year we've got some challenges ahead of us. One of them is as and when our researchers can all get back in to their labs, etc., they're going to be having to, to, to play catch up themselves. So they may have less time to, to work and engage with companies. And they're going to have to focus a bit more on the day job. And they've, they've been very stressed, all of them, in terms of teaching and new methods of teaching and online teaching, which is usually a, a part job of, of a researcher as well. And that isn't going to go away. So there's some pressures there. And then a lot of people are just worried about overall, you know, the economy um, and research funding and to continue the way they have done before. Before. On the upside, though, we found new ways of engaging with companies. We found faster ways of engaging. So the appetite's there. I think, you know, there's nothing like a crisis to cause you yourself to think about doing things slightly differently. Now, you mentioned at the top of the show, you wanted to bring up a couple of uh, specific examples of projects that we'd find interesting. So, uh, well, Alison, what do you reckon I should really be getting my uh, teeth into in terms of these projects? What, what ones are really jumping out at you? There's loads to choose from, but I'd just give you a couple of, of really diverse examples. You know, Innerflown at AIT, they've got a great um, facility around smart materials. Um, and they've actually come up with, with a super development, you know, working with a company called Nellipack, which is you know, self-sterilizing packaging for medical devices etc so that's you know a fantastic breakthrough and something that really will make a difference coming to market great for the folk in Athlone other end of the spectrum you know down in Cork we've we've seen some fantastic work that's gone on for many years around 
probiotics and what goes on inside the microbiome, you know, what goes on inside your body that makes you who you are. A, a company was, was spun out of the university 20 years ago, grew and grew. And this year it was, it was acquired by another company. It's, it's called Precision Biotics. It's got products on the market that people will probably recognize. And, you know, they're just helping our general health and well-being. So they're making us feel good as citizens and great employment opportunities in the region. Well, what makes my body work, what's going on there is simple, bacon and madness. But you mentioned, uh, obviously, well, I mentioned, sorry, the KTI Impact Awards earlier on, and two of the winners jump out at me because of the area that they're working in, COVID-19 solutions. So I just want to ask you about them. Family link at NUIG first, and coronavirus or virus, because it's a weird spelling, uh, W-I-T, uh, go on the Daisha. Uh, so tell us a bit about the, the, those two and why they uh, jumped out uh, in your awards this year. Well, actually, this this was uh, every every year we we run awards that really kind of celebrate commercialization from the third level, research collaboration, like you know that kind of thing. And this year we had a, a special category that said, you know, what have you done around um, COVID to respond, and what have the the special teams that you've got, whose job it is to make this happen? They're called technology transfer officers. What have, what have they done to help you? And two examples that that you've just just mentioned there. One from NUI Galway was was really around um. A really new technology that was so helpful in terms of the ICU setting where it's very difficult for both patients it was difficult for the staff to communicate with with people's families when they just couldn't be let in so they actually developed um, a very particular piece of software that meant that you could connect really easily and everybody could in that really unusual and very constrained environment so patients their loved ones and importantly their you know the care professionals were all hooked in together that was done quite quickly and that was that was done as open source technology which means that other hospitals have been able to see what's there and copy and adopt that themselves so you know really good results not just for the for the folk in Galway but but more broadly and then the other one that you mentioned coronavirus and the VR is because it's virtual reality ah that's that's where I'm struggling you see folks yeah lovely bit of sort of open sourcing and that's built on work in in a team down in in Waterford who do some fantastic stuff and they they really made a, a very special um piece of technology as I say virtual reality and what that did was it, it helped people with learning needs particularly people with autism really be able to understand what the heck was going on when the coronavirus hit and most particularly the HSE guidelines some of some of the things that may not have been so easily accessible to them were presented to them in, in a really digestible and, and friendly way and, and just help them navigate their way around a time when we were all finding it difficult to navigate so really fantastic stuff okay that's wonderful i gotta though bring you right back to the start because you mentioned what you were doing before all this but what made you go oh yeah i'll just start off this project from scratch i'll do this as a job what made you decide that being director of knowledge transfer was a thing you wanted to do top thing on my list was I'd been involved in um, a number of innovation activities in Ireland. I'd seen what was going on in the universities and the third level and I knew that there was some really good stuff happening and I knew that there was a lot of ambition here to really boost that. So I was very keen to to be a part of it and hopefully bring some of my learning and, and expertise forward and get the opportunity to work with some really good people here and one of the things that I really enjoy is, I mentioned the word ambition but I do actually find that 
you know, there's a real entrepreneurial spirit here in Ireland. Um, and that's, that's just great to work with people who have that same kind of attitude. And, you know, what we've, what we've done and what we've grown here has now got international recognition. And that makes me feel great. It's not necessarily recognition for our office. It's much more about the recognition for the great research and innovation that's, that's happening in Ireland. Well, you mentioned your office, but of course, uh, well, I'm guessing from what we're seeing here, you're not in the office itself right now. What's it been like literally doing your job through this? Because I'm thinking the sheer number of stuff you've got to manage, you know, all over the place. Your job would probably had you moving around quite a bit before all this. Would that be a fair guess? Oh, do you know, it would. And, and of course, I think like so many other people, it, it's the people, it's the people contact that we all really miss. And we used to have a very active program where we'd, we'd move around the country, we put on various road shows and events and that kind of thing. Like everybody else, we've, we've had to go online. And do you know what, that's actually been great in many ways. So we launched a monthly webinar series, and they run on the first Tuesday of every month. And we've now been able to attract a very large audience to those there's they run for 45 minutes so they're very digestible on a complete range of, of different topics all related to innovation but it can be anything from understanding more about artificial intelligence or we've got climate change coming up next year or it can be the intricacies of intellectual property and what could what could that mean for a business how you might build a strategy around it and, and then we've brought in people from different companies just to talk about their perspectives on research development and, and innovation so there have been some some really good advantages of the change but you're absolutely right you know miss the people miss the contact and miss the the serendipity of the conversations that would normally happen and up until well the morning we were recording this i missed sitting somewhere that wasn't my apartment but i went to a coffee shop this morning and did that recording on the fourth by the way folks for those checking we we normally don't before COVID times we didn't say the day we were recording the show but because all the regulations change so often well reasonably often and we often record some of these shows well in advance it's i always feel it's safe to go at the time we were observing the rules okay folks uh but uh allison we met you mentioned obviously the challenge that are ahead in 2021 but i want to sort of bring you about 12 18 months into the future from now and if we're sitting down having a coffee and obviously it being safe to do that, what are you hoping to be telling me about where KTI is going and where the whole collaboration field in Ireland that you folks are working is going uh, and what we're hoping to see? I would hope that I'm able to tell you, first of all, that it's flourishing. And I'd hope that I'd be able to give you some more exciting examples and maybe even revisit some of the ones that we've talked about now, tell you where they've gone to next. I would imagine that we're going to be even more connected. I think we have a a great system. We've now got a a new new government department for um, research and innovation, which is just super. And that works very closely with our own government department for enterprise trade and, and employability and so you know having those, those two very strong axes thinking about what business needs thinking about how we ensure that we've got funding for research and the innovation piece that, that straddles both I think that that looks you know it bodes well for the future so what I would be hoping we might see is a thriving research community that's managed to get itself back together that we've all learned to be more agile and we've learned perhaps to put more focus in and to do things things slightly differently and and one of them again this this distancing is the connecting the connecting with people easily um, within the country easily within the regions to make things happen and I think we're just going to see more and more and more of that if nothing else I think the crisis has caused a bit of democratization of the way in which we all work together well I'm always a big fan of agility because I am surprisingly agile for a large dude Alison I gotta ask you to plug your pluggables though before you go so if you want to find out more about knowledge transfer Ireland where should they go and where should they go to find out more about Alison Campbell 
absolutely dead easy. If you want to find out more about Knowledge Transfer Island or KTI as we call it, simply go to the website www.knowledgetransferisland.com. You'll find all sorts of information there and loads of resources, including if you're a business, a really nice tool that tells you what funding is currently available for you to do research, development and innovation, which is a really handy and searchable tool. And many, many more of the things that I've already talked about. So the, you know, the practical resources, the examples as to how you can benefit. And really importantly, it's got our contact details on there. So if you want to get in touch, email phone we're there for you and i'd like to thank alison for joining us in the show alison that's been absolutely fantastic and alison talked about goals ambition plans basically striving for something and so i'm going to reveal something to you all now that i'm striving for and that is before we finish 2020 the plan is to have albeit for only a brief while you will hear the voice of our producer jacko kennedy on an episode of this show so keep listening subscribe just for that for that moment that's going to come i can see him looking with shock as i say that right now as ever connected is produced by jacko kennedy and we are sponsored by dell technologies Ireland, and thanks to them for their continued support and until next time on that bombshell i'll keep being emmett rhine <laughs>